Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome to another Rahalastapat Rahalastapat with Peter Lord and Morph, which might not be that much fun in audio, but hey, why don't you check out the video to see Morph in full flow. Talking of which, we're doing a Kickstarter campaign to make these videos. We've done 25 already this year. We're doing a few more up to the summer and then... If all is well, we'll try and video as much of the coming tour as we can as well. But it costs a lot of money and we, as usual, need your help for that. If you don't care about the videos, don't worry. There are lots of cool rewards you might want that are exclusive. If you've seen that Rubik's Cube we had last time or any of the cool t-shirts I've been wearing in some of the gigs, um, you can't get those anywhere else. So do back the Kickstarter if you don't want to miss out. There are some nice key, there are some nice t-shirts going to be made. Uh, one for a Hellasma, uh, two for me one versus me two snooker. But you can only ever have one of those. It's either me one or me two, and one for stone clearing. And there's lots of other great rewards, including a video of a snooker frame um, and uh, and a documentary about stone clearing which will be videoed um also these t-shirts i've mentioned and if you want to spend a bit more you can get an actual stone that i have cleared in a presentation case or a snooker ball signed by all the snooker players uh, and you can get your name in the credits of a rahalastaba uh, or you can sponsor a um stone clearing podcast or a snooker podcast there's lots of stuff there why not go to rahalastaba.co.uk slash kickstarter you can see what's there 
Even if you just want to chuck us a couple of quid and not get a reward, that would be a massive help. We've got to raise a lot of money and we might not do it. And if we don't do it, we won't video any more of the shows. It won't spoil your audio entertainment. Uh, and believe me, if we make any money from the adverts we're putting into these shows now, we will plough that back into making lots more content. So that's all we're really interested in with these campaigns. Uh, and we're just trying to cover our costs for the videos, which are phenomenal. If you don't care about the videos, fuck it. Let's listen to the show. We'll see you in a sec. Bye. Rahelaspa.co.uk slash Kickstarter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bath Comedia. Please welcome a man who saw the great rock and roll swindle in this venue in the early 1980s. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hello, Bath. Lovely to be here. And uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels podcast. Uh, though I was, I was hanging around at the pump rooms at the Roman baths. The other way, it turns out they don't like you farting at all. That's, that's it's strange, isn't it? They, they, especially in the restaurant, they don't like it. Don't call it that, mate. Uh, everyone there calls it Rahulastabas. I don't know that's going to... That's going to catch on. We're in Bath. Uh, it is uh, a wonderful place. One's called Aquasilis, of course. But then in Anglo-Saxon times, it was called Ake Manchester. Did you know that? Because aching men came here to sit in the pool. It's true. Uh, and now it's called Bath, which is a bit unimaginative, isn't it? You can't call a place Bath just because there's a bath in it. That is not how it works. There's a bath in every town. Grow up. Um, <laughs> Got a lot of problems with Bath. I don't like the Bishop of Bath and Wells. Choose one, mate. That's my... Don't stop being greedy. There's not enough bishops to go around. Don't take up to... Bath and Wells aren't even near each other. Comparatively speaking. Uh, Jane, Jane Austen, of course, uh, lived in Bath and wrote two of her books here. You all know that. It's a lot of literary... It's, very, it's a very posh place. Not like Wolverhampton, where I was last. It's like, it's like if you could go to the most opposite place... Where, where should we go next? Yes, let's go to Bath next, because you won't be able to take the piss out of Irish because it's too nice. Um, Jane Austen, when she heard the moot and knew she was moving to Bath, she fainted on the spot. That is, uh, that's how <laughs> upset she was about coming here. So, don't know if that's going to work out. Uh, talking to the Roman Bath, I did, uh, yeah, I've got this on my phone. I did, um, I just looked on TripAdvisor to see the worst reviews, that the, the amazing Roman Baths. In, oh, shit, I've turned it off. I think I wrote them in the back. I'll see if that comes back on again. I've, I've, I've correctly turned off my mobile phone, forgetting that I had some material on it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll read you the, the worst review for the Roman Bars. One star review comes from Stuart from Dagenham. £18 was way too much for a couple of dirty swimming pools. It takes about 15 minutes to see the lot should be free. That is, that's, uh, that's your Roman bath, your amazing Roman baths there, bath. No one cares about them. Okay, let's see if I've got this one. Um, this one I, wrote, I, I copied and pasted. Hopefully it's going to be here. Uh, I tried to write a review before, but it was censored as inappropriate. How, how do you write about a place that shows movies with naked people that men come to watch? I consider that place inappropriate. That is the Roman baths <laughs> that they're talking about. Uh, the Roman baths uh, put, actually replied to that one on TripAdvisor. Hello, Mariah. 
the Roman baths was a bathhouse in which 2,000 years ago, both men and women removed their clothes at certain stages in the bathing process. And this is referred to in both the audio and film-based explanations presented on site. It's done very tastefully and quite modestly, with some clever use of towels. <laughs> as it is a popular site for families. Today, more women than men visit the Roman baths, and the films can be seen by all visitors. So, I'm not sure. I mean, no, I think that's actually a selling point. <laughs> 18 pounds. It's quite interesting to go through TripAdvisor and see uh, the one-star reviews and see how the price of the Roman baths has increased quite a lot just in the last three or four years. £14.50 people were complaining about three or four years ago, and now it's £18. So... Uh, do go though, it's wonderful. And when I was uh, w- working at a summer school in Oxford, we came here as a day trip and I had about 20 students with me and they'd all paid me their money in advance so I could go and pay for it. And then the woman at the desk said, are they students? And she said, yes. And then I got one pound off for each student and I kept all the money. So thank you for that, Bar. <laughs> kept that 20 pounds there, 20 pounds up. <laughs> so uh, let's move on because uh, we've got a couple of fantastic guests for you tonight. Um, my, my first, my only guest, we only do one a week, as you know. Uh, my, uh, my only guest this week is probably best known for his additional voices in the film The Pirates in Adventures with Scientists. That's why we're here, to hear about those additional voices. Will you please welcome Peter Lord, ladies and gentlemen. And, and a little friend he's got. Peter Lord. Come in, sit down. Sit down on this slightly creased chair from Bath. Hello, Peter. Wonderful to see you. We've Hello. Met, met many times. Yep. And it's always a delight to be with you. Do, you. do you remember what additional voices you did in yes, Pirates I, uh, Adventures I, with Scientists? I enacted the role of a um, policeman. Right. And I said, uh, mind how you go. I think that was it. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> it's good. It saved you paying an actor to do exactly. that, isn't it? That is exactly. you're always yeah, thinking. Exactly, yeah. I was determined to get that credit, you know, <laughs> on IMDb. Yeah, it was Actor, that... mind how you go. <laughs> see, yeah. Yep. It's good. It's yep. all good. Well, look, I'm a massive fan of Ardman, as is everyone in the world. Um, and I've been very much enjoying this fantastic new book, uh, Ardman, an epic adventure, taken one frame at a time, which is uh, by and about you and uh, Dave Sproxton, yep. who, uh, who, yep. who you set Ardman up yeah. uh, with. When you were very young, I mean, you met David Sproxton when you were, like, kids. Well, yeah, we met when we were 12. Yeah. Yeah, was at school at... Um, a very old-fashioned boys' grammar school in Surrey, and uh, I'd been living in Australia and uh, for a few years, and came back to Britain and ended up in the school. And the only spare desk in the room was next to Dave Sproxton, Sproxton brackets DA, and um, you know we met then, and, and we're still you know work partners today so it's that, that's not bad is it not bad I mean it's sort of way, amazing the way you throw I mean we're all thrown together with people and most of them we don't set up yeah. international businesses with, but <laughs> there true. aren't many even sort of successful creative partnerships like you know it's like Eric and Ernie and Morecambe and Wise yeah. when they were very young and worked together and then didn't work for a bit there. Yeah. and I guess Lennon and McCartney were quite quite young we're not that young yeah, yeah we, uh, we're so it's, and it's pretty astonishing to you're still friendly and yes. still working together yeah. and it's great yeah it's great it's lovely yeah. and um but in a funny way, like we're very, when we weren't the best of, no, yeah, we were, we were different for each other. They were just, yeah. you know, different. So like we'd, we'd socialise quite differently at school, you know, and stuff like that. But then we had this thing, this this amusing hobby when we were like sixteen. This 
trying animation that was a weird thing to do. You yeah. know, the, the, the most well, it kids all started on a kitchen table, basically. This, this. The classic British kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. In his house. And, um, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't remember who's even who suggested it, who's, who it was that first said, hey, you should try animating, but somebody did. And we had the camera, had the kitchen table, and, uh, and we animated. And, and now uh, it's kind of, it's easy now. I mean, in a good way. Like, yeah. like all kids can do it. You know, anyone can do it on their phone. But at the time, it was a, it was a strange thing to do. Not an, <laughs> not an obvious thing to do, you know. And, um, and we were influenced by... By Terry Gilliam, mostly, probably, yeah. you know, the, that uh, stuff in Monty Python and stuff like that, yeah. So we were influenced by that, and, uh, and we experimented, uh, and, yeah, and um, yeah, it was just for fun, it was just for fun. But, but uh, animation, I recommend it really highly to people, because there's still, a, like, uh, there's the, um, the illusion that it's, um, it's, it's very hard work and very slow and painful and agonising, all of which it can be, all those yeah. things. But, um, but it's, 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 it's exciting, you know. Yeah. Well, it's that, you know, so it was just a bit of fun that you were having and you obviously didn't anticipate it leading to you having massive studios no. in Bristol no. and making movies and making... No, and going to Hollywood and... Yeah. Stuff. No, no, no. So it's been, None of that. Yeah. No, so it's a lovely start. And, and you sort of had a, a luckyish break early on. In the, your dad was, was working for the... BBC yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he was, yeah. So you were messing yeah. around with stuff and, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he showed some of the work to, yeah. to produce at the BBC. Yeah, I, I do think that in, in most of the best stories there's always a little bit of like nepotism creeps in. I think it should do. So don't feel bad about that, everybody. For, and, um, Unless, you know, it doesn't happen to you, then you're going to... It was Dave's dad. The, oh, both, Dave's both fathers were in the BBC in right. different ways. Dave's dad performed the nepotism and and put our work in front of the producer of of a, a program which nobody will know, but it was called Vision On. Oh, was, they it, will know. It was for. <laughs> it was, it well, was look, a, Vision On is one of my absolute. I mean, I don't I don't remember so much your exact stuff from it. No, it's one of my absolute earliest memories. There's there's because I was you know I was born in '67. It must have been okay, coming yeah, out yeah, in the early yeah. '70s. Was yes, it? yeah, yeah. And so I remember that thing that went. <laughs> All that over thing, the yes. studio. That was a good thing. Uh, and I remember the few of the vision on frog made out of vision on yeah. back to front. And uh, the gallery, which we which yeah. we referenced a lot in our work later in the nineties. <laughs> Although that was mainly from Take Heart as well, which obviously also worked. But on. there was a, yeah, there was a gallery. Yeah, and, the, and, and, you know, and yeah, there will be a prize for those. We, we can't return them, but yeah. there will be the prize for those we show. They used to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we were lucky. We were. Yeah. So we got into that program. Um, and because I think, you know, basically it was a BBC programme for children and they had a small budget and they wanted cheap animators and so two schoolboys were like, you know, perfect. We were really, really, really cheap. And, uh, and, it, was, and it was, yeah. And, and, I, and we made a film uh, and the first film is about a character that, that we called Ardman. Hence, hence... <laughs> hence the sexy... Red name there, <laughs> yeah. and um, and um, uh, and it was a little. And Ardman was a superhero sort of character, sort of. And uh, it wasn't very good, but it, it was quite a good story, and just good enough for them to buy it. And then that started the whole thing, I guess. Right. 
Yeah, so you named the, you sort of set, formed a company and named it after this character, yeah. and then never did anything with the. Well, did a little bit with the character, but then decided yeah, not to rest yeah, the character. Yeah, we discussed you know other names like like um, you know like uh, Lord and Sproxton. That, you know, Lord, <laughs> yeah. Lord Sproxton sounds kind of like powerful, you yeah. know, you know, and oh, Pete and Dave, friend, <laughs> friendly, uh, and you know, Super Animation Limited. We discussed all these names, yeah. and then in despair. We chose Ardman, and then for for several years, everyone just said, "Well, that's a stupid name, and you should change it." Right. And I remember, I vividly remember being in a, a room in Bristol with some people and trying to brainstorm a better name than Ardman. You know, like yeah. you know, Brunel Animations. Well, that's rubbish. But um, uh, Far West Animations and stuff. We tried all these things, yeah. and then in despair. <laughs> Stuck with Ardman. It's the beginning yeah. of the alphabet. So yeah, if you're doing an Edinburgh Fringe show, that's a very good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not for naming. Yeah. But it's sort of it's lovely the way, and I love the way things are named. And I was talking to Goodies the other week at the Slapstick Festival, which we may talk about. But you know, they, again, they had lots of choices for the Goodies, and they end up with the Goodies. And there's something you know about the right name, even if it's not the right name at the time, it becomes the right name. Yes. Ardman seems such. When you don't know all of that backstory, it just you think, it oh, Arden's good. a great yeah, name. Yeah, it does, yeah. And when you see it now, if I go and see it in the, in, in the movies and in a, in a big cinema and, and it, a big caption comes on in red, red on black, and I think, wow, that looks... Wow, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good, you know. And, um, yeah. And, it's, it, and then it's funny to know inside that it was just a... You know, not even a joke, just less than a joke. A, a, an amusing thing when we were 16, you know, to choose that name. Yeah. It's great. And you obviously are very much associated with the West Country. You're based in Bristol. Yep, yep. And you were born, were you born in Bristol? Yeah, yeah. So you came back to Bristol. You decided to base yourself in Bristol because yep. that's where Vision On was, Studios was produced. Was produced. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, and the minute you based yourself in Bristol, Vision On stops. stops. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, that's true. Yes, that was a bad day. That, that was a, yeah, that was our that was our, the only you know the only gig we had. Yes, the only out there we had, and we 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 you know we graduated in uh, other things. We didn't we never studied animation, so we graduated in um, English literature in my case and geography in Dave's case. <laughs> so we were well sorted for for geography anyway, and um, and. Yeah, yeah, so we came to Bristol to set up shop, and then it, immediately that gig was cancelled, which was, you know, was terrible. Uh, but then, luckily, they brought back the, they created um, Take Heart, which was yeah. the Tony Hart program. Yeah, and we and we kept going. Yeah. So they get they let you know, So you had something in Vision on called the Glebies. The Glebies, very good. Yeah. Yes, the Glebies. Yeah, they were like about that big, and they were made the plasticine. And they, they, there were four of them, or five, and they different colours, and they, and they ran around in a little mob and, and wreaked havoc. And that was, that was, and that's, that was good. You know, yeah. And uh, before that, we'd done lots of different sorts of stories, and uh, the producing people said, oh, we love the Glebeus, stick with that. And then, um, and, th- and then when Take Heart started, it was kind of, what can you do that's like the Glebeus? Yes, so you've got this, you know, you came up with this. Uh, I think, like, again, looking back at childhood figures that I liked yeah. and that, that you remember, and it's that, it's the anarchy, it's the anarchic characters, yes. really. Yes, uh, You know, it's, I was talking about Zippy to you backstage, Zippy from Rainbow, who I yeah. met as an adult and yeah. was so terrified of. <laughs> I'm in awe of, you know, uh, yeah. even though he was just kept in an Ikea bag, I still... 
<laughs> but you know, he was this anarchic figure. Yeah. There was Tiz was, which is a very anarchic show. Yeah. And Morph is the same, has that same yes. level of Tony Hart was this. If, if people don't remember, take Hart, some of the youngsters. Most of you are old. Uh, Tony Hart was it was like a, a very posh sort of art teacher. Yeah. Uh, quite quite not pompous exactly, but he was he had that level of you know he was an authority an yeah. authoritative yeah. figure, a very nice. Likeable man, yeah. But but yeah. You, you needed some kind of naughtiness in there to, for him to play against. And, and yeah. He needed yeah. a double act partner, and his double act partner was a piece of plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so, yeah. I think so. I think I think the producer thought that Tony was a lovely bloke, which as he is was as he was, a char- you know, charming, but a bit you know, kind of straight, yeah, you know, a bit straight, serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, and I mean, so, it was, yeah. He was, you know, we had we had an art teacher who was a was a female art teacher, but she was very like that same level of, you know, that same sort of slight poshness and yeah. art, you know, that 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 level of artiness. And so yeah, yeah so yeah. Morph is this anarchic character yeah. kind of popping up on his desk and, and yes. creating mayhem. Yeah, yes. Um, and when you first appeared, that was what he did was just create was all making <clears throat> making a mess, you know, knocking over paint and interfering with Tony's artworks. That that was the that was the idea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Whether it worked, I don't know. When I look at the, f- the first films we did, they look terrible, you know. They really... And Morph himself looks terrible. Yes. But, yeah. He's, he's, he's got, like, um, like Mickey Mouse or like The Simpsons, he's got, he got to look younger o- o- over, over the years. Yes. He's got, you know, he got... When you first appeared, he's, he's, he's kind of um, like, like Neanderthal Morph. Yes. You know, he's got huge feet <laughs> and, and a, a drooping demeanour. And the small head and the receding forehead, and because all of because uh, he's just made of plasticine and he had to balance, yeah. and so big feet and small head was was a, was a good idea, and and his feet were so big they couldn't leave the ground, so he slid around the place. I should dem- I should demonstrate. Uh, yes, this, this, this is how he moved. He was kind of, kind of like that. Yeah, and. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, but so you didn't start that too well. But, but that is true. Like, a lot of th- things go through this evolution, and yeah. often the first part in that evolution is a, a terrifying... You know, the Simpsons would, ter- would look very weird in those really? early episodes. Ugly, yeah. Bungle from Rainbow, go back to him, the yeah. first Bungle yeah. is like, he's, like a, someone's ripped the head off a bear and stuck it on a... It's like literally like a dead bear's face. Yeah. Ti- <laughs> tiny head. Yeah. Ooh. Just dead eyes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, Google it because it's there. I mean, it'll <laughs> haunt you forever. Yeah. So maybe there's maybe there's something in your first go that has to be primevally th- wrong yeah, and evil, yeah, and then evolve sure. beyond yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, Morph took off. Although I read in the book, in the book, you say Morph is still. Uh, you haven't made any money from Morph over the whole years. You're still owed. The book claims yeah, that Morph is. Right. You know, yeah. You're still in debt over. Probably. Morph. It's so ridiculous, isn't it? It's so ridiculous. I've, I remember going to the to our bank manager when uh, that dates me. When you when you had a, a bank manager to go to, we wanted to borrow, you know, five hundred quid or something. You know, and we, and we went in with um, some Morph merchandise. This must have been. Two years in, and there was, there was like a, a, a very crappy bendy toy morph. Anyone got a bendy toy morph? Oh, they'd be worth a bit now. But, uh, <laughs> um, and something really crappy. And we, and we said, Yo, we're gonna, oh, this is the future. We, you know, we're going to get into the merchandising racket and we'll be so rich. But it never actually happened. Never. It's weird that that, yeah. I mean, there's still an opportunity for that to happen. I hope morph so, yeah. is still going, but yeah. it's, that's, it was such an iconic figure. 
It's amazing that that's... Yeah. Yes, so it was kind of not, disappointing. Yeah, yeah. 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 for we you, saw, I'm guessing. Yeah, we saw like, I mean, I'm sorry, this is all really ancient history, but like things like the Wombles and the, the Mr. Men, and we thought, wow, well, well, this is the business to be in, this is great, and it, but it never quite worked. But still, that's not what it's about, is it? <laughs> we, we, we love him, we love him for... Well, I think that's true, though. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you, you, you know, you've... I love you guys, because you've created this massive business, and I've been to other album studios... Yeah. The current ones, we've obviously had lots of different ones over the years. Uh, and it's this huge complex. And, you know, thousands of people working for you. Yeah. And it's, you know, but it feels like the, it was never about the money. It was about creating stuff that was, what, that was good. And yeah. what I like about my visits to Ardman is everyone, even though they're doing, well, anywhere else in the world would be the, the drudgery yeah. work yeah. of making tiny mouths and then moving them a little bit. Yeah. Everyone is so happy to be there. Yeah. I don't know if, again, you may, they may be in a cult and you've somehow hypnotised. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. people, you know, it feels like you treat your, the people who work for you very well yeah. um, and, you know, that you, you take, the ideas work in all directions in that company that people can... Yeah, yes. And, I, I, yes, I mean, I think we do treat them quite well. Yeah, we like to, you know. It's, and uh, I do think... Seriously, that people are entitled, should enjoy what they do if they possibly can, you know, and um, and it works out really well somehow. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. You know, there's lots lots of people. It's not just you know uh, me. I don't do anything many most of the time, but but there's lots of you know <laughs> fantastic creative people yeah. doing new things the whole time. But then people want to work for you, and people I'm presuming to gravitate towards you if you yeah. are an animator and you go, I'd love to, which is, I mean, we'll get on to Nick Park, but that's presumably how your Nick worked. He was a student and he yeah. liked what you were doing and then, yeah. you know, that was worthwhile getting him yeah. on board, wasn't it? And, and still he now did we, all right. get, we get, he's all right, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that worked out very well. I was, you know, I was saying to you before that I think we've been really lucky and, 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 or, and I think our timing's been really good and that's, yeah, and that's. I mean, I think there's there's always true. luck in everything, yeah. and you know, I think what's interesting again, I think going back to you and David at the beginning of it is that is you're bringing different skills to it, and you're the yeah. more artistic, creative one, and he's the more practical one. Yeah. And you know, you needed those two personalities to make that work. Yeah. And you were, you know, you're you're all clearly very talented, so yeah. you know that's going to get you a long way. But of yeah. course, there's still luck in, in everyone's yeah. journey, and you you know, like you say, Vision On could have carried on, and you could have just been doing little doing doodles for those. Yes, yes. Uh, you'd have been very happy being uh, similar to the uh, Nog in the Nog and Bagpuss Crazy. Very happy with that. Part of a yeah, postgate. Very happy doing that, um, yeah. I mean, that, I think that was, that was probably the game plan, was to do series for kids. You know, that seemed like the only place there was money, really. And then, and then we met this, this Nick Park, this, this guy, who, um, as, as a very, very shy student, you know, really. And... Animators, you know, it's it's um, it's a very private occupation, you know, um, and um, a lot of very quiet, you know, introverted kind of people working away in little quiet corners. And so Nick was very quiet and private, and he was he was at film school and he was making the first Once in Gromit film, which became a grand day out, and um, you know, we met him and we thought he was oh, so it was jolly good. Yeah. But I didn't know he was a total <laughs> superstar. That wasn't that wasn't clear. But but he but he's a genius. So yeah. that so that was a good timing. You know, <laughs> you know he, he came to Bristol. Yeah, you know, he was doing a grand day out, and the way that the business worked, that the film school worked, was he was um, 
shooting this film really, really slowly, really slowly, like, you know, like it, it taken him five years or something to get, and he only shot two minutes or something like that. It's something quite shocking. And um, <laughs> so we invited him to come to Bristol to finish it. That was basically the, the scheme. Yeah. Uh, and then also to do... Uh, Bits and pieces, you know, including some morph uh, and and including some really terrible characters <laughs> called uh, the Tin Pots. That was that they were in series two of Take Heart. Check okay. them out; they're terrible, really <laughs> awful, awful idea, really, really bad idea. I'm, I'm blaming Nick for this. But <laughs> his animation was good, but the idea was very bad. Right? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and well, it's good to know there have been some failures because everything's, you know, nearly everything's taken off to such an extent. It's good to know there's some bad ones in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I came one of, one of my trips to Arden, you had quite a few comedians come over, oh, and we all, we all yeah. had to make our own morphs. Yes. You showed us how to make yes. a morph. Yeah. Um, I'm not very artistic, yeah. and my morph was, I mean, didn't even look like Neanderthal morph. <laughs> but I, I, I thought it would be a good idea to have. Uh, a series of all the morphs that kids and bad artistic people come and make yeah. in your studios that get thrown yeah. in the bin and they all live underneath Ardman and they're kind of Quasimodo that's morphs. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, actually... Morpheus in the underworld is what I thought we could call it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so if you want to, you know, I've, I've pitched him backstage just a cartoon about a badger and he's gone with that. Yeah. Said, have you ever done a badger? He said, no. He said, why don't you do a badger? <laughs> and uh, Morpheus in the underworld. Morpheus in the underworld. So we got more. If we got Morph here, should we, yep, should we, we meet Morph? Yeah. That's why everyone's yeah, come. Yeah, Peter, they're no. not interested in us. Let's see. Be quiet, or he won't come hands, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a nice. Ca- that's a nice case he's in. Mm. Oh, only the best. Given he hasn't made you any money, that's not a lot. How's that? Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's not more. Oh, sorry, more. No, no. But, uh, um, but uh, here's the other one, because uh, yeah, because that is that is enough. That's more. Are you going to we'll tighten that one now, bit? I'll just come and I can. Come no, no, thank you. I think the bubble wrap's a bit down market, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, there he is. There he is. There he is. It's hard to make. It's hard to make. It's hard to make it that round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So, and he, yeah, he travels in that little case. And I take him around the world with me. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's just, he is actually just this, he's just plasticine, is all he is. Yeah. Um, which is amazing, really. It's like it's so, so uh, cheap. <laughs> you know, like, like in, um, you know, Nick recently made a film, uh, Early Man, our latest yeah. film, and it's got uh, uh, cave persons in it, and you know they look kind of jolly and primitive, and they cost thousands to make. You know? right. I mean, ten, tens of thousands to make. Whereas this guy costs that's about thirty p worth of worth of plastic. <laughs> Plasticine yeah, must yeah, love yeah, you, though. Yeah. I mean, how much plasticine does Ardman buy in a year? I mean, is it, they must have to open we, a new factory. We, we, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Or do you just reuse it? Whenever we I keep have reusing plas- it. I mean, uh, yeah, I was, uh, he was, that was a morph earlier on today. Right. Before I left, before I left, I squished him up. Because um, plasticine, plasticine isn't, was, is, was a bath company. They're a famous bath invention. Oh, really? 
William Harberts invented it in Bath, and I went, but they closed down now, sadly. They had a, um, they had a factory by the canal, and uh, it burned down, and, which was unfortunate, and they went bust as well, so it's a sh shame. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But the now there's another company called New Plast or something that make it. So, right. Yeah. And we, yeah. And we have, at work, we have a, a bloody great mixer where we, where we make, we churn it up and add, <laughs> you know, add secret ingredients and, and, and colours and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, it's yeah. lovely to see him. Yeah, it's good to see him. I, 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 I take him with me. I should have my one along. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would animate him, but then uh, it'll take forever. But, We've um, got cameras so we can do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because yeah. there's the famous instance when you were on Blue Peter quite early on with oh, the, yeah, when, God, the yeah. Sarah Green era, which must have been enjoyable. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and, you, and you animated something around Sarah Green and she couldn't believe how long it yes, took. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's, there's, it's the most you know, humiliating old footage from 1980. <laughs> and, you know, because we were, you know, very... Uh, we had no experience of, you know, showing off at all and so to perform for camera like you know like she'd say so peter you're making a model and i go yes <laughs> I'm, I'm working on morph now you know this is awful awful um but then and then we animated and shot i shot like about eight seconds or something in the afternoon which is which is insane i mean now we, we never get anywhere near that now right. but she still said wow it's so slow <laughs> Have you seen the Have you seen that um, fast show sketch that, that they that they they did? They did a, a humorous, insulting fast show sketch about animation. No, did they? Yeah, and it was about, and it was Paul Whitehouse, I guess. And he did the uh, you know, anyone fancy a pint thing. So, so the animator was the animator was going, and then we move him just a little, <laughs> little bit. And then we, uh, take a picture, and then we move him just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. There's a brilliant bit in Parks and... Do you ever watch Parks, Parks and Recreation where yeah, uh, yeah. the guy loses his job and does stop-frame animation and he... I know, he didn't oh, see that. Must, didn't he's, see he's, that. Made, he's made a little version of himself. It's called Requiem for a Tuesday. Oh, good. And, it's, <laughs> and he's got the music. And he says, show me what you've got so far. And it's literally like, <laughs> stand in the place where you live. And then the guy gets out of bed and that's it. And he goes, it's taken me a month. I thought there was, thought there was way more than this. I've got, he's clearly just had a mental breakdown. So, you know... People think you're odd, Peter, I think is what the, the comedy world yep. thinks you're odd. Yes. You know they can just do this on computers now, you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, Wasting it. your time, that's Peter. It. That's it. Your Actually, business will never be a success. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is incredibly annoying, though, when people... Oh, I'm sorry. In computer animation, when they copy stop frame, which they sometimes do, yeah. that really pisses me off. <laughs> get, get your own technique, you know, stick with the, stick with the computers. They, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I wish they wouldn't do that, by the way. And uh, I was watching this, I re-watched the Sledgehammer video. I mean, I think people might not realise how much of the stuff in the last 20 or 30 years yeah. comes from your studios. All, yeah. I mean, I think people maybe know the Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer video did, yeah. but it's like it's... You know, I thought, oh, I'm going to watch this and it's going to look dated and it's yeah. going to look weird. And it doesn't really. It looks, it's, there's so much imagination and so much going yeah. on in there. And yeah. that must have taken a long time. And you had Peter Gabriel. Yeah, Peter Gabriel. He being... must have been in with you for, for years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> living, living on the stairs. It was, uh, no, it was no, six days. Was six it? days, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, I have to say, it wasn't our idea. There was a guy called, an American guy called Steve Johnson, who, who, whose idea it was. Right. Really smart guy. Um, but they came to us to do it, which was, for which we were eternally grateful. And, and Peter, Peter Gabriel is very smart, very knowledgeable about animation. So he knew what he was doing, uh, and he signed up for it. And the joy is that the way it was made with everything happening in, in, uh, in front of the camera, so there's no electronic trickery, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was super old school. That was the yeah. funniest thing. You, you could have made it in black and white in 1910, right. you know, but, because it was done the way it was done. But, um, but somehow the world was ready for it, and, and maybe there'd been too much sort of slick stuff on, you know, in pop videos at that time, so, yeah. it, was, so it was done... Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's just packed. I mean, it makes modern day videos look kind of, you know, there, it was a period where people were sort of doing basically art in pop videos yeah. as well. But there's yeah. so mu- much detail in there, and there's so many different ideas in yeah. there. And it's something that's quite, I mean, it starts with sperm swimming yeah, around. It starts with sperm, yeah. One of them looks a bit dead, and one of them's <laughs> quite vicarious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and there's a bit where eggs turn into ch- frozen chicken. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, Nick, Nick animated that. Did he? he, he it, it, the, yeah, so the old sledgehammer came down and on an egg, and then and then you can watch this at home. Then you get in, you get like a grouse and a partridge and a you know I don't know a pheasant and a chicken appearing for you know a twelfth of a second each. Right. So their their short lives were kind of immortalised <laughs> right. on uh, in that film and then and then the, then the dancing chickens and Nick animated them and they were real chickens they were from Sainsbury's oh, well. and, uh, <laughs> and and then the model makers took them and they, and they sh- shoved aluminium wire inside the joints um, so they were real chickens but with aluminium wire in and, and shoving in the wire obviously took some time took a day and then, then they went back in there. Yes, and, and yes. And then, then we had to get one that wasn't back, rotten and get the, another one. Yeah. Then they went back in the fridge overnight. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day they were brought out of the fridge and glued onto some sticks. And, wow. and then Nick had to animate them. And he wasn't at all, at all enthusiastic. There's pictures of him wearing, you know, sort of hazmat suit, you know. <laughs> Animating, ooh, nasty, rancid chickens, <laughs> and, and, and uh, yeah, and, and they just about survived. Right. The, the... I mean, they look so fake. That's the thing. They look <laughs> completely yeah. like they're made yeah. out of plasticine. Yeah. So yeah. You, could, yeah. you didn't need to kill and humiliate uh, those no, chickens. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, and and then there was because there was those chickens, and then there was um, some vegetables. There was fruit, wasn't there? There was, yeah, yeah. was kiwi fruit and bananas and stuff dancing. And then there was some fish. And and the, and the studio smelt like a bazaar in the Far East. It was, I mean, it was quite, it was quite good actually. Like it was all done in summer, and everything was going off. You know, and 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 Peter Gabriel was was great. You know, he had amazing energy. And then at the end, um, he he's doing he's still doing his stuff. You know, and the, these um, backing singers came in. I don't yep. know where they came from. I have no idea, but. The, <laughs> Uh, but they, you know, bless them. They, they, they came in, and then, but, and then they they discovered that they weren't backing singers. They had to, they had to, you know, be animated. So I was saying to them, "Okay, move your hands, whoop, stop, yeah, hold it, and, and stick out your hip, and hold it, yeah, fine, thank you." And now they take half a step, move your hands a bit more, stick out your hip a bit more, you know, and and so on. Yeah. And they got, you know, 
Very pissed off, understandably. Yeah. They go, you know, we could just move. We can, you, can just, you can just film this bit. We'll just do a dance, you can film it. Yeah, yeah that would be too easy. And, <laughs> uh, uh, so then, uh, then, at a certain stage, the backing singers end up on chairs, which, you know, never happens in real music videos, right? You know, that would never, that would never happen. The no. sexy backing singers would never end up on chairs, but they did, because otherwise they were going to walk out, I think. So, <laughs> so, so, so they end up sliding up and down on chairs for a bit, yeah. It's an amazing video. It's still worth watching. It's still there. Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's still it's there great. on YouTube. Um, oh, I want to give you uh, ten pounds. Oh, because when I was at university, I shoplifted creature comforts. So oh, there you go. That's, that was... I mean, I think you probably. Uh, oh, thanks. Probably got the money. Yeah. yeah, I should probably be giving it to the shop, but uh, <laughs> uh, you've been, I'll, pay, you've I'll, been I'll paid twice. I'll there. send on. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably cost more than 10 quid at the time. Yeah, it's probably yeah, about yeah. 25 quid yeah. for a video yeah, back those then. Yeah, those were the days when the... Yeah, when the video... Cost I'm not sure I even had a video player, Peter. <laughs> that's, that's the... I went through... My third year at university, I was having a bit of a breakdown because I hadn't done enough work. So I did steal quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. Never got caught, though, Peter. That's oh, the thing. I never got caught <laughs> to this day. Hey. I write to the police. I go, ha, 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 copper. You still ain't got me. Cut a little bit off the Creature Comforts video, send it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very good, though, Creature Comforts. And that was, again, that was quite a pioneering idea to, yeah. to animate stuff that had been recorded. Yeah. You'd done a few things before Creature Comforts. Yeah, again, sort of like, so we'd done some films based on real voice recordings, yeah? yeah? And, like, the very first one was recorded at a Salvation Army hostel in Bristol. And it's... It's quite good. It's good. It's good. It's quite serious, you know, because, yeah, because there were no jokes in it. It was, it was serious and almost like um, a weird animated documentary thing. Yeah. But it was a big experiment and it worked. Uh, and then we, we, Dave and I ploughed that far over. We did seven or eight more films like that. And then Nick Park comes along, old smart-ass Nick Park. <laughs> and, and, uh, and he's got a much better idea, which is, to, which is to do it with animals and make it funny. And, you know, and, uh, and it's great. You know, it's, a lovely, it's a lovely film. And, uh, yeah, and, and he... In fact, in fact, his first idea was, was different. His first idea was to go to the zoo and record... Uh, the customers talking about the animals saying oh look at that fat one mum what's yeah. that one doing and then he was going to put that into the mouths of the animals looking out of the cage okay, yeah. yeah that was the plan but of course nobody ever said what that look at that fat one mum you know <laughs> and uh, and he was there I think, I think he had like a I think he had a microphone hidden in, a, in an umbrella you know like very uh, very uh, and, and standing awkwardly beside families <laughs> With his umbrella, trying to record them, and uh, it didn't. That didn't work. Uh, and then, uh, so that was, that was a dud. But then, but then he had the other idea, which is really smart, to, to interview some of his friends about their lives, and then, uh, and then put that into the mouths of the animals. So the famously, there's that Brazilian jaguar who says, "I need space, I need space," you know, and um, and that was a, a friend of Nick's, a student in in Bristol, a Brazilian guy. Who was a big show off, and, and he did that, and <laughs> yeah. and, and the uh, the uh, the miserable um, gorilla from Belfast. She was like a student teacher, complaining about the weather in Bristol, and uh, and then the, the polar bears uh, operated the corner shop just around the corner from our studio. 
obviously <laughs> they weren't polar bears obviously well, but they uh, well, stop they, spoiling <laughs> the magical illusion <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah um, yeah so it was great yeah, it was great and, and, um, and then and then that won the Oscar which was you know pretty extraordinary I mean, you know, yeah. yeah amazing Amazing. I mean, Did you go to the? I mean, you've been nominated for a few Oscars. I've been there. Yeah, every you've time been there I'm, a few I'm there. Times. Like, every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people say, "Oh, it's very boring. It's all the same." But I love it. I just, I love it. You know, it's the sh- because um, because the Americans they just do showbiz, don't they? They, they, like, they invented showbiz, didn't they? You know, like, and they do celebrity and the, and they do it so wholeheartedly. All the dressing, like they take it so seriously. The Brits, we, we can't do that. We have to take the piss out of it the whole time. But the Americans don't take the piss. They just enjoy it and they, and they love it. And, and when you go there, you end up in a, a fabulous traffic jam of limos, like hundreds of limos that are uh, gridlocked to get into the place. And then at a certain stage, there's always a nice moment when you pass the the uh, the, the loony evangelists who sh- who who shout at you because. Obviously, uh, showbiz is full of faggots, so they have to shout at you about that, even though you know, you're just an instant animator yeah. in the limo. Share some of the faggots out with the rest of us. Yep, that's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, and then and then and then you walk down the like a corridor of a billion press and people screaming and the cameras are going and not obviously. Not for us, I, I understand. <laughs> Do they let the animators go in the same way as the proper film stars? <laughs> <laughs> or is there a back door for you guys uh, you, you, coming through the kitchen, yeah. Peter? <laughs> You're not far wrong. You're not far. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, it's funny because you, you, you know, we know that we have no interest at all. No, absolutely not at all. Uh, but so, you, so what you do is you, you, you join the red carpet, you get you. And then you sort of do the old bit of moonwalking, so you get to so you get to do it, you know, to go along it a few times, and, and, and I'll hang out waiting for somebody famous to come along. And, and yeah, it's good fun. Good fun. Oh, it's great, great marvelous. Fun. I love it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's marvellous. I'll ask you an emergency question just because, you know, it's, hey. <laughs> they, these people in Bath 
want to see one live. Yep, 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 we did yep. some backstage, which is always available on, uh, if you're a badger or a dripster, you can get to extra uh, interviews backstage. Um, I've, I've come across this one. This, I'm going to ask it because it's what I've come across. What is your favourite oxide? <laughs> just came up. I'm a big Rust fan, you know. I mean, just <laughs> in my head. It's good that you could answer that. I think a lot of people would have struggled with that one. Well done. Um, all right, look, this is a question that I don't, I'm not sure I've asked yet. Uh, what was the worst thing a teacher ever said to or did to you at school? And was it a games teacher? <laughs> well, it, was, it probably was a games teacher. It probably, I was just, you know, so rubbish at games. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yes, I remember, yeah... I was at sorry. I'm trying to avoid your question. But I was at school in, in Australia, yes. and they and they played rugby league there and in Sydney. And I was like, I was a little scrawny little fellow with little pin legs and stuff, like that, stick legs, and um, and and the pitch was baked because it's 35 degrees, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's actually concrete, but with some scratchy grass on top, and all these big kids were knocking me over and you know scraping me on the grass so and then yeah so that was no good yeah. and then and then they played cricket and the ball jumps up and hits you on the hand and then, <laughs> so so no so I was rubbish at, at all sports so it's, it probably it's was just now I mean I remember because I was in England obviously and yeah. all my memories of rugby which can't be always the case was the ground was just frozen so there'd be frost on the ground yeah, yeah. Frozen yeah. solid, and you'd yeah. just be bundled over yeah. against, a, a, yeah. you know, not even snow, just horrible cutting across. Yeah. And if, like, and then, yeah, and if you're thin, like I was, you know, thin and weedy and cold and wet. Oh, horrible, horrible, horrible. So yeah, yeah. yeah you said because I was fat. You're saying it was better. It was <laughs> <laughs> just slightly, slightly cushioned to fall. Um, uh, so yeah, well, and oh, I mean, there's so much to talk to you. Oh my goodness, it's gone so fast already. We've still got some time, don't worry. Uh, there's, uh, what do I want to talk to you about? Oh, well, let's, I, you, you, uh, I loved the, the, the grommets that you had around Bristol yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah and good. they got uh, auctioned off yes. by Tim Wanakut. Yes. Who's, <laughs> yes. I do not approve of his <laughs> catchphrase, which is yes. Yes, that is not a catchphrase. <laughs> but he's made up for it a little bit because you make, did you make two million pounds of those or something or more than that? I should know. A lot, a lot of millions. A lot of millions. Yeah, yeah. twenty yeah, million. It might have been. Not was, that many, but no. but that, but on, on the night it was two, more than two million. I think. On the yeah, night. yeah, you're right. You're right. On the night, yes, that was great. I mean, it was amazing. They, um, it's for the, uh, it's for the children's hospital. So you know, you can't help but feel. Good yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing, it's but great. that's that's how. I mean, they're so iconic. It's so they're held in such, you know, affection by people. Yeah, yes, yeah, and and again, I will say they they are a great design. You know, like like Gromit is a great design. And so they made yeah the first year we made like eighty of the sixty. I can't remember a lot of them, a lot of yeah. them, and they were painted by artists, you know, and and uh, and ordinary people, and and stuck on the streets of Bristol. And and people just came to enjoy them, and it was so simple. Like, you know, uh, made pe- made everyone happy, and then they flogged them off at the end, and people wanted to buy them, and paid lots of money. It was just fantastic. You know, it was, it was wonderful um, to see. And then, and um, and then it goes into the children's hospital, and they build, they buy amazing things. You know, super high tech 
you know, space age things they can buy. And uh, yeah, and so we just feel great about it. I mean, yeah, honestly, it's honestly, just, you should. It just, it's it, amazing. just end up smiling about it because it was so, you know, it's so nice. And, and, and Will, is Wallace and Gromit, we've lost Peter Salas. Yes, so indeed. Does, yeah. is that, does that mean that's the, the, <laughs> the end of Wallace and I, Gromit as well? I or? can't quite believe that. No, I think no. not. No I, no, I think not. I think, well, I think, yeah, I'm sure they'll be back. I mean, uh, in fact, you know, hot off the press, I... I can't. I can't reveal anything except that. <laughs> except that. I think that next week Nick is going to like pitch something to me. Oh right, it's okay. I don't, like, like an idea. An idea. You're going to say no. No, yeah, say so. I don't. There's no, anything no, like, I don't. This Wallace and Gromit thing's going to catch no up. There's no mileage in that. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We, should, we shall see. But yeah, I think they'll be back. Yes. And um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That'll be a good thing. Yeah. So Peter Salis was. Uh, I mean, it was amazing was great, for that. And, and what an incredible. I, mean, I remember we wrote. Uh, a sitcom, assuming we wrote a sitcom in 1998 and there was an elderly character in it and, we, and Peter Salis actually said he would do it. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, God, but, you know, he's so old. What if he, yeah. what if he dies? <laughs> yeah. you know? and it seemed like he was going to go on forever. Even with the curse of Last of the Summer Wine, yeah. he still, he still kept going, seemed yeah. to be immortal. So yeah. But he was working right into his 90s, wasn't he? I mean, he was, he was yeah, nice Yes, something. he did, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he was still fantastic. He was great. You know, he was amazing. Lovely bloke and... Um, but latterly, in, he, he suffered from macular degeneration uh, eyesight thing. Oh, right. Yeah, but, but it didn't stop him. He just he had to have the script written really large <laughs> and <laughs> gigantic words. That were in so, but, One word a page. Yeah, sort of thing. Sort of thing, actually. But, but, but he could still do the, do the, the Wallace yeah. thing, you know. Uh, yeah, and, and it was great. A uh, trooper. I, they, we, they had a... Um, an opening at a gallery in London one time for uh, some artwork from Wallace and Gromit. I can't remember what it would be. And Peter came along. And so he was the star guest for the opening. Uh, he didn't do a speech. All he, all he did was just say Wallace's lines, like, you know, cracking doors, Gromit, and, <laughs> and, and that sort of thing. And absolutely brought the house down. It was yeah. so, it was so, I thought, well, that's a great act. You know, <laughs> no work at all, just has to say those lines. And people loved it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you lost a lot of the props in a... You had a big... The plasticine seems to be very, very flammable. <laughs> yeah. uh, because yeah. you, lost, you lost... You had a big fire at Ardman in 2005, was yeah. it? Yeah, yes, yes. Yes, that was a shame. So you lost, like, a lot of... We lost a load of good stuff. I didn't... uh, It was very odd, though. It was very odd, because it wasn't in the studio. It was in a a warehouse that we had uh, uh, by the the feeder canal in Bristol. And, um, And I never went to this warehouse before or after. I've never seen it in my life. I've only just... I've only ever seen the photograph of it with fire leaping out through the roof. Yeah. Uh... And I didn't, it didn't notice very much what had gone until many, many years later when we came to put on an exhibition in France, in Paris. And then, then, oh shit, there's no, there are no wrong trousers. You know, they, oh. and, and the, uh, yeah, and the pie machine from Chicken Run had gone. And that was a fabulous thing, you know. Yeah. And, and, the, uh, and the plane in which they flew away at the end of Chicken Run, that was gone. So that, and in fact, all the chickens were gone. All the chickens were incinerated. Uh, chickens haven't come out of this podcast well, have they? <laughs> there may be some kind of avian revenge in oh, there. How dare you do this to us? <laughs> I thought, because the, the, um, 
the chicken puppets were much more elaborate than this boy. So they were about this big, and they are uh, silicon and um, resin and stuff, and they've got steel skeletons inside them. So I kind of imagined fancifully that you could sift through the ash <laughs> and find their skeletons, but it was it was so hot that they were like vaporized entirely. Oh. So yeah, so that was that was bad, wasn't it? Yes, that was a, that was, <laughs> that, was, that, was <laughs> that was a shame. There must be a film in that though near Chicken Run. Is that what Chicken Run Two is going to be? Yeah, the more getting caught up in a terrible <laughs> fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got to run. There is going to be a chicken run too. Or is there, there will be. be yeah. There will be, yeah. We're Are they going to get back in? Is that the... Got yes. To, yes. This, yes, that's it, I think so. Breaking in is going to be basically the gag, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, so those, those um, lovely chickens that were all lost in the conflagration um, have now been, been recreated quite nicely. Rather beautiful. I mean, they're fantastic. It's so lovely to see them again. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's great. They look lovely. Great designs, Yeah. All we need is a script, then we'll be fine. I can knock you something up. Is, uh, I went to the uh, premiere of Chicken Run because I was oh, dating yeah. one of the chickens at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think there's a lot of things I think people wouldn't necessarily know. A lot of the adverts, I think, of yes. Aradman that people yeah, yeah. necessarily know. Lots of those, so yeah. the, uh, the little Lurpak. The Lurpak man. Trombonis. Yeah, yeah that was good. Cuprinol. Robbie Coltrane man. man. Yes. Yes, Robbie Coltrane, yeah. What, what are you, You've done quite a few others. What, you, what you, would you say your favourites of the adverts God, were? We did, we did lots of uh, lovely polo ones. You know, lots of really, really smart ones for polo. Um, British gas. British gas. Well, yeah. And no, just, you're right, really... nearly because it was it was electric, and that that was the funny thing is that everybody thinks it's gas. Like, <laughs> and, which um, so therefore, as advertising, it could be considered a bit of a dud. But, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was because. The, um, because it was, I think, because it was warm and fuzzy, people thought that gas was warm and fuzzy for some reason, and electric was, you know, cold and anyway. So that was the whole point: was to make the whole point was to make electricity fun, yeah. you know, easily turn off and onable and stuff. <laughs> uh, see, catchphrases and, uh, and um, that man, the easily turn off and onable man, uh, drank in our local pub in in, in Redland in, in Bristol, right. <laughs> and was you know. And was a great talker. I'll only say that. And, uh, and, and the pandas were my neighbours. They, they, and, and, the, and the penguins were the the penguins in the electric commercial were the previously known as the polar bears from the creature oh, right, comforts. Okay. Yeah, they were repurposed. Anyone just walking in to hear this conversation now will go, there's a man on stage who's clearly lost his mind. I live next to the penguins. They were our next door neighbours. They were, they talk, They've been polar bears before. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Oh dear. Uh, well, I think you know it's a it's a wonderful thing. It's, it's wonderful that you're based in the West Country because a lot of you know yeah. It, it, yeah. it's yeah. it's sort of a jewel in the crown of the West Country, I think, yeah. isn't it? That, that, it. that yeah. most most people would have gone to London, would yeah. have gone where yes. where the action was. But but I think do you think that in a way has helped you preserve your kind of the, the unique nature of the company? I think it has. I think it has. Yeah, helped. Yes, it yeah. has. Yeah, because. Um, and when we were starting out, you know, when we just just done morph maybe or like before that, and um, our friends, such as they were, we, we didn't, I mean, in, in the business, there were very few. Said, "Oh, come to London, you're crazy." There's, you know, there's no passing trade in Bristol, which there wasn't. <laughs> and and then later, when we started doing TV commercials, the agency people, the London advertising agency people, 
were gobsmacked at the idea of coming to the West Country. They, they couldn't believe it that we were down here. But I do think it's been a good thing, you know, and um, you feel like, we feel like we're part of Bristol. Yeah, yeah. yes, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, when you, when you get to the station, you ask for our band, the cabbies know where it is without needing the address. That kind of thing is nice, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Plus, we were, Dave, Dave and Nick and I were given um, f- freemen of the city, Yes. With full grazing rights, you right. know. So, so you know, goats and sheep, just anywhere you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds it's good. fantastic. Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm very proud to um, be from. I grew up in the West Country, and I feel like you know, it does. It sort of is the jewel in our crown. We should be very, yeah. very proud of you. Not people here in Bath; they've got nothing to do with it. So uh, it's just Bristol and below. <laughs> Um, we're going to have to wrap it up, unfortunately, but it's been uh, absolutely fantastic to talk to you. Uh, what, what's, is there stuff you can tell us that's coming up beyond uh, oh, yeah, the, two? the next. I thing, know there's some secrets. But the, yeah, there's... the secrets I can't say, I suppose. No, but the, but the, ne- the thing I can say is definitely is Shaun the Sheep 2, the movie. <laughs> and, and uh, yes, indeed. And it's like a sci-fi thing. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's great. So it's, it's like an alien comes to the farm and it's called Farmageddon <laughs> which is as far as I'm concerned that, 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 that sells it right there I it's think. very yeah, good it's, it's, it's good very time. good yeah, and do buy this book uh, The Ardman and Epic Journey Take yeah. One Frame at a Time is a, a lovely lovely story you've made a morph during that yeah. is not quite there but <laughs> it's still better than I could do with full concentration for an hour. You get the idea. Um, You get the idea. Ladies and gentlemen, be a Lord and Morph! You have been listening to Rahalastapa at the Bath Comedia with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Peter Lord, and Morph as well. He was good, wasn't he, on this audio version? You loved that, I expect. Thank you to Pessa for producing this music. Thank you very much to uh, everyone at the Bafta Media, which I co-own, by the way, uh, the time you've been sharing that, and that is mine. Thank you to everyone at Cobus Strike and everyone at ACAS and the British Comedy Guide. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFusterStrike.com production. Hey, if you want to see us on the road, go to richardherring.com slash gigs and find out if we're coming near to you. There's dates being added all the time. Go and check it out, my friends. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>